this is FD Talks, a brand new podcast series by Funeral Directors Live, where we explore ideas, insights, and solutions for serving families in a rapidly changing marketplace. Well, welcome once again to uh, FD Talks. And today I am fortunate enough to have uh, Mr. Tom Anderson today. He's a CEO and editor of Funeral Director Daily. Good morning, Tom. How are you? I'm doing terrific. Thank you, Rob. So, Tom, tell, tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, I, I uh, live in Alexandria, Minnesota. Um, I'm a fourth generation funeral director, owned and operated my own business for about 33, 34 years. I got thrown into a young, my father died when I was 19, and I started going to college and running the funeral home at the same time. Uh, I like to tell people I turned a small funeral home into a large funeral home, but I don't know if I had a lot to do with that. It's just that my community really, really grew up around me. And uh, over the years, I, I, you know, I did everything in funeral service. I, I did everything and was fortunate enough to uh, be able to retire and get out of it in my mid, mid to late fifties. And, and now I enjoy uh, writing blogs for funeral directors to learn, learn from what I have experienced. I read a blog of yours last week uh, called watching your costs to hold on to profits. And that one kind of rings a little bit true for uh, current events nowadays. Um, what, what are some of the things that, that caused you to really make the, some of those realizations and maybe talk about some of those? Well, I started to look, and, and first of all, I'll tell you, I have a friend who tracks what he calls funeral service inflation. And he has over 25 or 30 years told me that he never sees a correlation between inflation in the economy and inflation with funeral costs. It just doesn't seem to happen. Uh, and, I, and I agree with him. But in current events lately, you've heard a lot about potential inflation in the United States. And my article pertain to a lot of consumer goods that are going up in cost, we rely on in the funeral business to, to uh, use as, as some of our, our products and things. For instance, they've talked about steel prices going up 75% recently. That's gonna affect cost of caskets. Natural gas has gone up. Gasoline for driving has gone up. And while we don't really see that reflected in prices of funerals, my, my point in that article was, Funeral directors, you have to watch those costs because if your gasoline goes up from $1.50 a gallon to $3 a gallon and you don't increase your price, such as the margins and can lose the profits. And I think, I think funeral directors are entitled to fair profits and they always have to look uh, where they're being hit and possibly blindsided. I say on the flanks, while, while you don't see everything there are costs that go up that you just don't notice until you get the bill and say, wow, did that go up? So it was an article for funeral directors to continually look and refine their pricing so that if they don't want to cover those costs, they have to know that they have to raise costs to do so. So I read an article the other day, Tom, that was talking about uh, part of the reason for this, this inflation and for, and for this has is, is been a result of uh, demand that's far exceeded uh, the supply chain. Um, what, are, what are your thoughts? I mean, that that's kind of sounds to me like exactly what's happening with, with funeral business too. I, I think there's a lot of truth to that. And we're going to come out eventually and find out, is this true inflation? Or is it what some people think that the cost of reopening our country back 
certain manufacturers didn't produce enough to, you know, keep that supply chain moving. So now as we're reopening, you read a lot about in the car industry, but they don't have these computer chips. You go to many lots, they don't have cars because the cars are generally built, except the computer chips to run them are not there. And so that's a, you know, a supply issue. So if you want a car, you're going to have to pay more because you're, you're, you're competing with other consumers for that car. Um, it's an interesting dynamic when you get into funeral service. That is not necessarily the case. You know, funeral service, uh, it's an at-need type of product most of the time. I mean, people can choose when and if to pre-need funerals, but at the time of death, if somebody doesn't have a pre-need, it's an at-need decision, and they don't really get in line for services. But funeral directors are competing for steel and um, gasoline and, and uh, natural gas with everybody else. So those costs are going up. I think also uh, in that same article, I was also reading that a lot of manufacturers are not, they're, they're a little bit wary. They're, they're reluctant to restaff and try to build up to, to meet this demand because they think it is perhaps some kind of a bubble. I, I think there's a lot of truth to that too. And, and we're seeing in our economy today in the United States, um, some of the relief for COVID has been payments to people on extended uh, unemployment and things like that. You hear a lot about that at the fast food restaurants where they can't get the people to go to work for them. Um, I'm not so sure the factories all want to gear up too and start gearing up and then not be able to get the employees to, to carry through. So I think, I think we're in kind of a, in a mode that we've never been in for the long, a long period and, and industry is trying to figure it out. I know as a, uh, your, uh, your background as a funeral director and as a business owner and as someone who has tr had been responsible for large budgets, um, what advice would you have for funeral homeowners now to try to uh, find some relief during all this? Well, you know, that article talked about watching your costs, watch your costs. Um, you know, I was, I was always big on if my radio station said, Tom, we spent $10,000 on radio last year. You want to spend 11,000 this year. And I would, I would never say, oh yeah, that's great. That's 10% increase. I'd say, let's, let's stay at 10,000 or even get less and find out how we can be more, uh, efficient with that amount of money can i can i buy in different time periods or whatever i was a guy that that really really worked on that and i think funeral directors have to because funeral directing is we just can't raise prices you know it's not done even though we have cost increases raising prices is not done in a vacuum there's a competitor down the street you have to watch out for um, and in, in our industry there is earth burial which is more expensive than say direct cremation. If your expenses for earth burial get too high, will you cause people to go to direct cremation, which would be a lower margin product? So, so it's not done in a vacuum. I like to say as a funeral director, setting your prices is a little bit about math and a lot about intuition to see where you're going. And I don't think there's a right or a wrong way to do it, but there's, there's certainly different variables that can be done. I know we see this a lot too here in Texas in the builders market where uh, a lot of home builders right now are just, some of them are absorbing some of that cost because they don't want to uh, start inflating their 
their price list too. What do, do you see correlation between those types of industries? And I do. And, and, and go back to when I was working, I was always reticent to raise my prices because the, the people in small communities, generally the funeral director served our friends and our neighbors and things. And we didn't want to get a reputation as being very high priced. So I think funeral directors, probably more so than other businesses, although we're getting much more professional now, we probably try to hold that line more and absorb more of the costs because we're taking care of our friends and neighbors and um, we're a little bit reticent to raise those costs. And I, I, I see we gotta be a little more scientific and for funeral directors, it's somewhat a mathematical equation about you know, how much do I need for profit and what are my costs and these type of things. But it's also a little bit about intuition. What do my what do my client families? What can they? What what are they comfortable with? Where am I as to my competitors? I always like being less expensive than my competitors. But if I felt I wasn't making a fair profit because they were artificially low, or I wanted to add services, you know, I wasn't afraid to be higher priced, and then. Uh, we always felt our services were commensurate with what we charged. I ran a business for about 20 years doing creative services and video production and stuff like this. And, um, you know, I was fortunate enough to where I didn't have to, I, I could charge what the market would bear. Uh, I didn't always have to have like a GPL, like a lot of funeral homes have to have now in order to, to keep that pricing up to date. So, uh, it allowed me to be a little more fluid with uh, how the market demand was going. But um, for, for funeral directors, when your prices are right there online and open yep. for, for the public to, to scrutinize, that you, you do have to be careful, I think. I would agree with that. And, and I, I think you got to be careful both ways. If you're, if you're too high priced, let's say, people think, well, they're too high priced for us. If you're too low priced, people might say, what are we not going to get from these people that we get from other people? Sure. You know, so there, there's a, there's a happy medium and that's where that intuition comes into the math, into the math play. Back in, you know, when I was a funeral director and, and I was also nervous about raising prices, I eventually got to the point that every January, on January 1st, I raised prices a small, small amount, uh, never more than 3% because that helped me catch up with some of the overhead and doing two to three percent didn't seem like a big amount of money it did to a funeral director the first time he said our service charge is such and such but when you looked at the consumer reaction there was never any different reaction that wow all of a sudden the prices got big here that never happened there's there's also uh the exchange that happens with the family when they come in and you have to explain why uh something costs what it does um do you have some advice to funeral directors when it comes time to talk about that? You know, I used to explain that our overhead was reflective of the cost of doing business for the fair profit for the funeral directors. Uh, we're entitled to have a profit. If they'd ask, I'd say we're entitled to have a profit. I said, without a profit, we can't put money into grief services or aftercare or other things. And, uh, you know, maybe I'm different, but I see companies having to make a profit to improve their businesses. If they don't, um, you're not gonna be able to put in the carpet or the wood floors or the, the draperies that families really, really want. So that was kind of my stick that, you know, 
our overhead is reflective of the cost it is to do business with a fair product. And I lived in a small town. I didn't live ostentatiously. And I think, I think people, when we did focus groups, they always said, wow, at Anderson Funeral Home, they're fair. You know, so they understand that. And I think you just have to be upfront with it. Care to make a prediction on uh, maybe what's going to happen in the next couple of years? I think, I think uh, it's been real, real interesting when you talk about the business. I think a year ago right now, funeral homes were just swamped and wondering what will COVID do to us. I think we thought that people are gonna rush out and have cremations. I think when the Cremation Association in North America comes out with their statistics, you will probably prove that COVID did not change people's minds about what type of funerals they wanted. I think, I think people are setting their ways. Um, one of the things I will tell you in my research the last time we had major, major inflation in this country, and you're probably too young to remember it, Rob, it was during the late 70s when gas shortages and inflation uh, went up. Direct cremation and cremation was a, was a different uh, game in those days in that it was so new. But within a couple of years in the 80s, it doubled from 5% to 10%. Uh, my own personal opinion on that is that's what really gave the rise to the step-by-step -step increasing of people choosing cremation. I've, I've learned that once a family kind of chooses direct cremation, it's a big, big jump to get there. I think as far as earth burial and cremation, it's no longer price as a number one objective. I think it's personal choice. So I'm not so sure that any inflation will cause rate changes in that percentage percentage increase in cremation. Well, Tom, it's been good visiting with you. I appreciate your time. And uh, I'm going to be following this this blog of yours. So uh, if you don't mind. But anytime. Uh, I, I enjoy doing things like this. And, um, you know, I just, I just enjoy it. I, I feel like I've kind of had a well-rounded career. It hasn't all been funeral service. Um, and, and I've had some other businesses and done some other things that have given me insight where maybe the average funeral director who's running their business doesn't get them because when I was running a funeral home, it was 24 seven, 365 funeral home. And that's what it has to be to give service to families. Um, so if I can be of any help anywhere, uh, I'm happy to do so, sir. Appreciate it. You have a good day. Thank you. All right. You too. Thank you. If you would like to reach out to us about this episode or this series, please visit us online at funeraldirectorslife.com forward slash FD Talks. There you can find information about this episode and submit any comments, suggestions, or feedback about our series. And we also welcome your ideas for future episodes. Join us next time on FD Talks as we explore ideas, insights, and solutions for serving families in a rapidly changing marketplace.